Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris. Welcome to our first show. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rao, and I'm here with my son. My name is Noah Rao, and I'm co-hosting this podcast with my father. So we're pretty excited. This is our first episode. Before we dive into our first interview, we just kind of want to give a little background on on why we're doing the podcast and where the name came from. I really enjoy listening to a podcast. I I, I listened to a lot of different ones for personal and business, so I was I'm very intrigued by podcasts and what that format can can give. And I'm a father of two sons with autism. My wife has a blog, and so she's been able to write about some of our experiences. And you know, I thought it would be really fun to do a project with my kids to do a podcast about life with autism. So I asked Noah, and Noah said, "Yeah, I'm. As you can tell, I'm doing. I'm here. Um, for me, part of the reason why I want to help out with this is that I want people to be educated about autism and what it's like, and experiences, and just stuff like that. Since nowadays, autism is becoming more of a." household name more and more kids are being diagnosed with it and stuff like that it's becoming more of a general topic i guess around the world so i just want to help spread the word and help people understand what it is especially for like parents or friends or guardians or people who know people that have it so they aren't as confused and don't understand so i hope you um enjoy this podcast and we're going to jump right in but first Noah why did we come up with the name Autism in the Wild for this podcast do you remember? No I I really don't. Okay so this was um, I'll claim this idea good or bad so many of you know um, LuLaRoe clothing the crazy leggings that people wear Mm. Uh, my wife has a few pairs of, of those leggings and whenever we see someone out um, in the community wearing those, like at Target or at the grocery store. She'll say, LuLaRoe in the wild. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of fun to think about this podcast as autism in the wild. It's really autism in the real world, what it's really like to get outside the home, outside of the school, and see what it's really like um, to live uh, and experience autism. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where this name comes from. Each episode, we're, we're planning on interviewing someone that has an experience with autism. And today, I'm interviewing Noah. So, Noah, why don't you tell me a little bit? Well, tell the... I know you, but tell others a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay, so I... As you can probably tell, I'm one of Chris's kids. And I have... I myself am on the autism spectrum. I have a twin brother named Isaac, who's also on the spectrum who's also on the spectrum. So I get to see a little bit of both sides of personally having having to deal with someone who also has it. That's also kind of why I agree to be a part of this podcast project or however this is going to turn out. 
just because I have that sort of insight that some people, that most people don't have. That's really about it for background stuff. Cool. Yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, your family. Um, we're very crazy people, but... Um, <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Okay, so there's Isaac and I. We're twins. We're both seven, we're 17. And then there's Henry, who's just here, I guess. He's 13. He, kind of, he has to deal with us on a daily basis. And then my parents are somehow just still struggling to stay afloat, I guess, <laughs> some days. So Henry's going to be helping out on the podcast as mm-hmm. well. He he does he's done the artwork and he's going to help out with other, with other with things, other things too. as well. Yeah. So are you and Isaac fraternal or identical twins? Uh, we're fraternal twins. Yeah. Though I've gotten compliments from not necessarily compliments, but from people saying, "Oh, you don't have your glasses on yet. You guys actually look somewhat alike." Yeah, so, you kind of do. And and who's older? Uh, Isaac is. Doesn't. Yep, by two minutes. So. Pretty cool. Okay, so um, let's tell me a little bit about. Let's start with kind of the school. What, what what kind of what is school like for you? And like, what kind of school do you go to now? And what did what is what did you go to? Or so what are some of the experiences you had growing up? I went to a some to a standard elementary. Had a standard elementary education. Went through the junior high. Went through junior high, which. If anyone says junior high is no- junior high school is normal, they're lying. It's not. It's not normal. Everyone there is awkward and stuff. It's great, but um, I went to a. Yeah, I pretty much was one of the few people there, and in elementary, junior high, and even at high school nowadays. That's on the spectrum. It's on on the spectrum. I don't really have as many accommodations as I used to, but I still have a few. So now when you say, would you, when, I just want to clarify what you were just saying there. There are other people at your high school that have autism, right? Yes. But most of them, would you say, are in like special education? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And, and to be clear, you you are not, right? Yes. You're, you're living amongst your peers, going mm-hmm. to classes amongst your peers. Mm-hmm. And would you say that, how many, how many people that you are in class with know that you even have autism? Probably all the people in my class, probably about like 5%. Yeah, so it's not really something not that a, you talk about. It's not right? a public thing. But you don't keep it from people. You, no, so. if people ask, I'm going to tell them because if they have, if they if they decide to waste their time and ask me, oh, do you have this, yada, 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 I'm going to give them answers. Yeah. But it's, but it's not important. It's not. To you, to, to let people know that you have autism, no, right? No, not at all. Exactly. Great. So what, what kinds of things, speaking of high school, what kinds of things do you participate in in high school? I'm a music, I am a musician. I sing. I play trombone. I'm very busy with that, with that stuff. I do jazz. I do other vocal ensembles and band ensembles and stuff like that. And it really has helped me with socializing i've made friends that way and stuff it was a lot easier making friends like that than with uh, doing other things that i've done in the past do you do any athletics no exactly no so i'm not i'm not the athletic type you you're very busy with lots of um musical things like you said mm-hmm. um so what instrument do you play i know this but the listeners don't i already said this but i already, um i play trombone okay and i sing 
I don't think you said you played trombone. I did. Okay. You can My bad. Back. Yeah, All right. He's going to prove me wrong when we listen back. So what what's the thing you enjoy most about music? Really? It's a... Well, music itself, but more of like the experiences and the people you meet and stuff like that. Because from what I've learned from music, like the, some of the people you'll meet are some of the nicest, well down to earth people I've ever I've ever had the experience of meeting, and it's just it's fun too. You work your butt off, but it's great. Just kind of just how any sport is or whatever like that. It's fun, but you also get some work in. So it, without music, what would your high school experience be like? It'd be a lot duller. It'd be very static. It'd be kind of... be very... It'd just be boring. Yeah. So from a, from a parent's perspective, one of the things about the music is that Noah has been um, able to participate in so many different things. He's You've... Um, You've met so many friends mm-hmm. um, through this, and you've really worked hard and learned lots of skills in terms of um, you know work ethic mm-hmm. and organization and interacting with others. Well, I always enjoy going to your concerts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you li- what do you like better, vocal or band or jazz? Ooh, I like jazz the best. Jazz the best. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. So tell tell me, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about what kind of events you've gone to this year with jazz? For jazz stuff, we were we were selected as one of, as the top high school band in the state. So we're going down to a bandmasters convention thing in just a few short weeks to jam out and have some fun in May. And normally we'd be done. We would have been done in mid-April, but we still got a few more weeks left. We went down to Des Moines, to Des Moines back in January, and played, and played at a jazz club, and that was pretty cool. And done some other jazz stuff, like at you at the University of Northern Iowa, and down at Iowa State, and stuff like that. And it's just been fun. It's just really yeah. been fun. Sweet. Okay. Um, just so I'm going to transition a little bit here in your questions. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the tell people a little bit about? The family you've listed off the family members. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about living with a, a brother with autism? Well, well, why don't you start out talking about who Isaac is and a little bit about his autism and how it's different from yours? Okay, so Isaac, as I already mentioned before, he's my twin brother, and he. One thing you got to know about autism is that it's a spectrum. It, it ranges a lot. Like, there can be high-functioning people like me that are there that people don't even notice that I have a disability. And then there's people like... I can't even run off the top of my head right now that I know of, but people are, like, in wheelchairs and speech devices or anything like that to speak or anything like, or anything like that or have mental capacity of, like, a five-year-old or something like that. It's a, it's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. Isaac's a little hate saying this term, a little more lower functioning than I am. He uses a speech device to communicate in school. He goes to a school for people with, with disabilities, so people also don't believe that I have a twin brother simply because he doesn't go to my school, but surprise, I do. He's he's very he's very routine, schedule oriented. And that's a lot of people are a lot of people on the spectrum are like that. It's something that we can control. 
because everything else can be so unpredictable, but if you have a certain schedule throughout the day, that is something that doesn't really change that much. So, like, we went down to San Diego last summer, and if it's a two-hour it's a two-hour time change, so if it was six o'clock six o'clock here central time, it's four p.m. there. So, essentially, if it was like six p.m. here, and it's time for dinner, so it'd be your dinner time there. And he has this clock with him that he never changed because it's like, this is what time it is. It's not going to change. So we would have dinner at 4 p.m. every day out there with the older folks who who eat dinner earlier. So that was the entire trip. So yeah, just Isaac has this clock he takes with him everywhere. And when when we actually, we flew out to California and that, that's another podcast in itself, I think. But we, when we got there, he would not change his clock. Mm-hmm. So the first day, it was okay to eat dinner at, what, 4 p.m. local yeah. time. Yeah. Because we were used to it. But then the other days, when it came to be 4 o'clock, he was asking to eat dinner. And we're like, no, dude, it's, it's like only three, 4 o'clock. It's like 3.30 p.m. It's like, guys, I want to eat dinner. It's like, oh, my God, it's 3.30. <laughs> Stuff like that. So... So with Isaac, uh, schedule and routine are super important. Mm-hmm. So just to add on to that, like Isaac loves to go into the grocery store. Our local grocery store we go to is called Hy-Vee. And we go every Saturday at, we leave the house, our house at 2.40 p.m. Um, exactly. And we go and get coffee for me because if we're going to go shopping, I need my coffee. And he usually gets a cookie, just because like he likes the cookies, and I can usually grab a bite of his cookie, which is great to have with my coffee. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Hy-Vee, we come back, and then we always go Tuesday nights, and we go Thursday nights. It's pretty much those those are the set nights for him. Um, so he's very very schedule oriented. You know, like Noah said, he is is nonverbal, but he he I don't like saying that because he can talk. Yeah, like we can he, understand him. We yeah, but we sometimes we struggle mm-hmm. hearing what like eighty percent of the time we can understand him. Right. So most of the, he starts his words with the vowels and not consonants. Mm-hmm. But mom and dad, he says really well. In Noah, he says, "How does he say your name?" Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, without the n. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that's Isaac. We'll get into Isaac a little bit more in other episodes, but. What do you want to talk about next, Noah? Do you want to talk about um, more about school, or do you want to talk about some of the activities you've been in? I feel like school okay. stuff. I feel like it would be more beneficial for people. Great. So let's jump way back. Um, so I'll give a little bit of background of school. Noah and Isaac were diagnosed with autism at the age of 22 months, and we got involved with the uh, local um, AEA, and they came into our home and do the, did the diagnosis. And then when the twins turned two, they're a little older than two, they got into a preschool. And that was really helpful. And, and then uh, for Noah, once he got to be kindergarten age, he started at a regular elementary school. Mm-hmm. And you had a one-on-one associate mm-hmm. from kindergarten Third, through... Fifth grade? Fifth grade, yeah. yeah. But over the years, it became like... You weren't really weren't very reliant upon yeah. your one on one aid the last mm-hmm. couple of years, right? Yeah. 
she was just there to help out if I needed anything. So what else do you remember about those early years in elementary school? Uh, Socializing was hard. I didn't get the concept of talking to people. I still don't (laughs) most of the time. It It didn't really click for a while, but... It was hard for me to make friends during that time because, like, I just was more in my head. I more was, like, stuck in my head than I was out in the real world. But, like, I did, like, schoolwork stuff, I did fine. I was read a lot. I was at a really high reading proficiency. By, like, I was reading, like, 12th, I was like, at a 12th grade reading level, like, in 4th grade or something like, something like that. It was fun, but it just was... Socializing and communicating with people was hard. What kind of things did you do at recess? Oh, oh man, I've not about this in a long time. Um, <laughs> I don't really remember, to be perfectly well, one, honest with you. Well, one thing I remember, you used to walk around um, around the track or around the fence. Get, I get miles in. Yeah, I'll get any miles in. And was that for just kind of recharging? or would... Partly that, yeah. It was, part, it was mostly that. Yeah, because I have a thing where people. This is probably going to be a question that I was going to ask a little bit later, but I have this. People in general have like a certain threshold that that we meet when it comes to social interaction. This is what I've figured out over the years, and for some people, it's lower than others. Like I know a lot of people who are very extroverted and stuff, and they won't hit this, hit that threshold of human interaction for a long time but like for me it would be just when, when I was younger it would have been just like a few hours and then after that I would just need to be by myself or otherwise I would be going kind of a little loopy in the head mm-hmm. and even now it's about like a week or so like I went on a trip to choir trip to New York my sophomore year and I almost got up there it was not that it was not fun because you were, you never really had a chance to be away from people. Yeah, and just kind of just get my thoughts together and recharge and stuff like that. Some introverted people they recharge by being by themselves and mm-hmm. getting energy that way. Would you say that's for you? It's because you're introverted, or, or because of your autism, or maybe a little both? I feel like it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I'm probably more introverted than anything else. Yeah. Okay. What was one of your favorite things about elementary school that you remember? I don't really know. Like, it's been so long. It feels like it's been a whole nother <laughs> lifetime ago. Because it's really Five years ago, yeah. It's been a long time. Five years ago. Well, one, th- one thing I'll um, share, like, you... Maybe maybe your quiz bowl experience? Yeah, we did a trivia. We did a trivia thing. All of the local schools would have, like, this trivia competition... And it was me and this other. It was me and this other guy, named William. Who's a good friend. Who's a good friend of mine now. Really smart dude. But we we went out and we just annihilated everybody. <laughs> to put it lightly, it was fun. Well, and, and a little background on Noah is is you, you already said you read a lot. I read a lot. And I memorize just like really random stuff. Like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know like what tests and stuff I have tomorrow in school. But yet I know like. Just, like, random facts I read in books. Tell me a, a fact about Bob Jeter. Do you remember that one? I uh, you know. Yeah, one hurt. He rushed for... You can, you can 
fact check me on this one, but he ran for 194 yards against California in the 1959 Rose Bowl. He's a running back for the Iowa Iowa Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes I'm a stats person. I like I like that sort I like that sort of thing. Just things like that. Yeah, that's cool. So that was that was fun to watch you participate in the Quiz Bowl, and I do remember you played flag football a couple years. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. <laughs> Why not? No, it just wasn't. No, it wasn't. But you had really you had a good time. It was a good time. It was a good experience, I, right? That's why I knew that wasn't an athlete. But sure. you, but you were you participated and yeah, I, t- I had fun. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say the uh, the coaches were excellent. Yeah, they were understanding. Yeah, which is always good. Yeah, it's very cool. Should we talk about junior high? Sure. <laughs> let's let's dive right on in. Okay. Well, let's let's ask. Let me ask you this. Let's switch over to maybe talk about. Why don't you talk about some of your some of your favorite classes that um, you either are currently taking or you've taken in the last few years? I really like my all the history classes I've taken. I'm I'm a big history person. I really like that sort of thing, like events and stuff like that. I've always been a strong thing of mine. Social studies in general. I'm also just a big science person as well. I like learning stuff about practically anything. So there's that. I'm not a big math person either or English, but that's kind of So so history really and I, science you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And of course you like your music classes. Yes, of course. I assume. What are some of the classes you you don't like or don't enjoy? I'm not really a math person. I'm mean, it just doesn't I don't know, it isn't too in, it isn't enjoyable. Yeah. For yeah. me. Well, I think that's true for many For people. a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people I know are not <laughs> Math is not math is no bueno to some people. Yeah, for so. some people, it just doesn't add up, does yeah, it, Noah? I see what you did there, but yeah. yes. I, by the way, I love puns, and I may interject a pun or two throughout throughout the podcast. But all right, no, what, what, let's talk about like accommodations in school that yeah. that you have. Um, mm-hmm. So, what kind of accommodations do you have currently? And then, what other accommodations have you had in the past since elementary school? Currently, right now, the only really big thing, right, the only big thing right now is that I get to have my own locker, which doesn't really affect me as much as people think it would, because I just get to my bag and I carry it around everywhere, and that's what people do. Like, in junior high, it was a thing that, for some strange reason, the administration was like, no, the junior high people get to carry around, like, all their crap, with, just with them, their hands and up with their bags, but I got to carry stuff around what's my bag so and people were really jealous about that i just remember that i remember that but in high school everyone just gets to carry their bags around it's great and also never really use this but like if i for like standardized tests like iowa assessments which i never have to take again now because i'm old enough but for those like if you need extra if i needed extra time to finish stuff i would be granted that time it's on my it'd be on my 504 for that, but I never had to use that at all, which was which was really nice. And then just for tests in general and classes and stuff. But at the high school level, I've, I've figured out that teachers are usually pretty nice about like giving you a time like out like after school or before school, to, like come in and take and just finish tests and stuff. It doesn't matter who you are, if you're on the spectrum or not, or just 
average Joe or whatever. A little bit more background too. Noah had a individual education plan IEP uh, up through his sixth grade, and then he graduated from special ed uh, in sixth grade. But then transitioned into a five hundred four plan heading into junior high. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the accommodations that stick out to me were your backpack. Mm-hmm. You got your own locker. Yeah. The test time, and then you got in junior high, you got door to door busing. Yeah, that was that was nice. And and for high school, I just walk since it's like literally a block away. Yeah, we can see the high I can school see from, it from our house. Yeah, like I look out in the morning, it's like, oh, I see the high school. When I wake up in the morning, it's great. It's great time. I'm telling you. <laughs> I th- I think what we'll do is we'll kind of wrap up episode one here with a couple of pieces of advice, and maybe continue on with another episode about some other aspects of your life. So mm-hmm. in regards to school, what what might be some advice you would give parents or other kids on the spectrum? For school, I think that, peop- that people just need to... For parents, I know it's easier than, like, educators or outsiders, but, like, knowing what people like, knowing how they operate and stuff like that, what their, what their schedules are like, stuff like that, it's, it's harder for outsiders like just educators or or other students for that matter but like and parents take kind of kind of just like take can take take charge i guess and try to and like try to figure out how this stuff will work what what stuff will work for this person but i don't work for for this person or other things like that and yeah so so if i were to summarize you know, kind of have the parents work with, with the the child and the team and the team at the school to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone's on the same page and yeah. everyone comes out happy. Every every kid on the spectrum has different needs. Mm-hmm. They need to recognize that, and I think most educators do. Uh, I think scheduling is is getting a good schedule and routine mm-hmm. in place is important. Is always good. Um, another thing from the parents, I'm speaking as a parent here, another really important thing is to really establish a good rapport and com- communication with staff that your your child's going to be working with at the school. My wife's been terrific about communicating with the different teachers and, and staff people at school to, to let them know what's going on and and just so they can kind of keep tabs on things that might come up or whatever. So I think building a good rapport mm-hmm. Knowing every kid's kid is needs has different needs, and um, I think those that's good advice, Noah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else for this episode you want to talk about in terms of school? No. No, I think we got the major things covered. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll wrap this episode up. I I hope you enjoyed it. Um, in the next episode, we're going to continue talking with Noah about things outside of school. It just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. I I hope you come back, listen to the next episode in uh, Autism in the Wild. Thanks for listening. 